Hey everybody, my name is Alex, and this is Lunchbox Radio. Now, before we get started on the program proper, um, I just want to remind everybody that at the end of this month, I am not going to be around a whole lot. You won't hear much from me at all because I will be in Japan, which means, like, the timetables will be all messed up. I might drop some, like, travel guide stuff, some, like, um travel log stuff in the feed just so you guys can like hear what i'm doing and all that other stuff um if you want better a better view of that stuff definitely go follow me on instagram or threads and or threads because i will definitely be posting pictures of what i do and what i've seen and all that fun jazz um but from the 27th to the 16th that's where i'll be so um definitely know that and if you've Don't just start listening to the podcast. Good news. There's a couple hundred episodes for you guys to listen to. Um, But definitely just watch out for my, um, like, my vacation break, basically. Because of the industry I work in, I go on vacation on the off-season because my world's weird that way. But on that note, let's jump into what we're talking about this week. And that's something a little bit different than our usual fair, but not that different. But different enough where... So, just a little inside baseball here. I I signed up for um, ChatGPT Plus um, so I could get access to the, like, custom GPT thing where you... Um, you, you essentially create your own, like, specific branch of GP, of, of the chat GPT, like, bot to do something you want to do. People have done wild stuff with it. Like, I saw it from a subreddit that someone created a chat GPT bot that can create art and then can, it's a little bit of a workaround because the way that the, like, you're allowed to use chat GPT with the outside world, but you can basically, you can create art and you can generate that art on stuff and it will send it to you. It will like put it into the internet and it will shoot out like a physical towel or like a physical shower curtain or something, which is wild. That is wild. I didn't do anything nearly that complicated. And I talked about this before. I've been linking the um, I've been linking it in the description of the podcast. If you've been like, "What the hell is Fujoshi Sensei?" Fujoshi Sensei is my anime and manga production research assistant. And what that means is, is it's really first off, I didn't want to make anything that would bypass any work that anybody's doing. I mean, I didn't want to make anything anything that would write something that someone else couldn't write better, if that makes any sense. I didn't want to, and I, I talked about this before, when I first started doing this on this show, but I created this so I could essentially have a way to collate all the information about shows that's all over the place and does it get stuff wrong absolutely uh, for example the last Thursday episode that that I did the um Gundam Gundam Double O I 
was done because it just forgot about Saji Crossroads. It forgot about a major side character in that fucking show because it just, because by the end of the show that character isn't alive for lack of a better term um but it, what's interesting about it is I can use it and I can fully like know what I'm doing with it because I have the knowledge required to like on the fly fact check this thing, like look at it and be like, you you fucking miss Shaji Crossroads. Or sometimes I will straight up be like, hey, what about this? Like I asked it about um Blade Runner anime and it was just like, hey, you know Blade Runner 2022 blackout? That shit just doesn't exist. Like never heard of her. And I was like, hey, um great that you found Edge Runners. Great, great that you found Black Lotus, and great that you found this stuff, but you missed Blackout, Buzz. (laughs) And I think I just typed in, like, yeah, what about Blackout? And it was like, oh, you're a stickler for detail. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) I totally didn't nail that one, bud. Um, But my point is that it's it's still a work in progress, and it's and, and while I'm surprised at the stuff it can do, I'm also sometimes dismayed at the stuff it can't do. So, for the reason why I'm telling you this is because I've been using it to do the sum to write the summaries that I then feed into a different um, AI kind of program called Eleven Labs, which is how you've been hearing. I on the news podcast and doing the summaries on this podcast. I'm going to be doing some writing myself for that, which is not like a horrible thing. I totally know how to do that. And I've done that before because it is Fujoshi Sensei is not yet equipped to handle live action Japanese cinema. And the reason, especially like coming out currently live action Japanese cinema the reason why that's important is one big thing, a very big thing, actually, that we're talking about today. And that's a little film that just came out called Godzilla Minus One. Anime considered. Lunchbox Radio. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Now, in anime, there's lots of different cross-sections of other media, but one of the, but one of the more main, like, crossover moments of anime is kaiju, is kaiju films, 
And what I mean by kaiju films are giant monster are Japanese giant monster movies. We would know these most readily as the Godzilla movies. Godzilla has made a bunch of crossovers since the seventies when it was first made, and it was like a goofy, off-dubbed, weird thing. But in recent years, Godzilla has like operated it on a different level, kind of. If that makes any sense. And it's had one notable, um, one no- one very notable anime series. Um, I think it's called um, Godzilla, like Infinite Point or something. Um, but and I actually covered that, even though I can't remember the exact like mathematic term that comes after the word Godzilla. Um, I I covered that on the show, and I I love that show. That shows freaking awesome. It's on Netflix. It totally worth your time. It's incredible. Um, another notable Godzilla movie, the Godzilla movie that kind of preceded this on some level, but also didn't, because you have, you know, Godzilla versus Kong, and you have, like, the whole Godzilla and Kong thing that happened in the middle there, is a film called Shin Godzilla, and that is notably by very famed director, um, Hideki Anno of Evangelion fame. Now, I, before I go any further, I want to give the floor to I to do a her best with a description, with a summary of the Godzilla plot. So I, please take it away. I'll do my best. Godzilla Minus One is a film set in the aftermath of World War II. In 1945, kamikaze pilot Koichi Shikishima lands on Odo Island, avoiding his duty, and encounters Godzilla for the first time. By 1946, he's living in Tokyo, plagued by guilt and caring for a woman, Noriko, and a baby, Akiko. Godzilla, mutated by U.S. nuclear tests at Bikini Atoll, heads towards Japan. In 1947, Shikishima's crew tries to stop Godzilla with a mine, but Godzilla regenerates and attacks Tokyo, causing massive destruction and casualties. The government refuses further action against Godzilla, but a former naval engineer devises a plan to trap and kill it. Shikishima volunteers to lure Godzilla into the trap. Despite initial success, Godzilla breaks free and prepares to attack the fleet. Shikishima sacrifices himself by flying a plane with explosives into Godzilla, destroying it, but choosing to live by ejecting at the last moment. Thanks for that, I. Now, the really interesting thing that you know you notice pretty off the bat for this film is that, first off, it takes place in spoilers for this entire movie. You can go see it in theaters right now. But, um... It takes place... The first time you see it, it takes place... The first time you're introduced to the main character, um, Shikishima, is in the... Is in the tail end of the Japanese side of World War Two, and if you know anything about the like history of Godzilla, it's an odd history, and it's always Godzilla as a as a franchise has always kind of had something to say about the world around it. Um, the original Godzilla was very much spawned from fears of n- nuclear power and 
also the nuclear the nuclear bombs that were dropped on Japan like if you if you read into the original like 19 like 1970s 1980s Godzilla film they're straight up like oh America dropped a giant nuclear bomb on us and that irradiated a fish and now it's here to kill us this is America's fault and that's that's a very specific thing talking about like the getting at the crime on humanity that America committed to a whole race of people. Um, but if you fast forward all the way to Shin Godzilla, what that movie is talking about and has real opinions about is government. <laughs> it's just straight up the government, which is wild. That movie... It's functionally a comedy about how the government sucks in some really serious ways. So, if you've never... I I believe I did a podcast on Shin Godzilla, but there's a great scene in that movie where, like... And that movie movie takes place in, like, media res in in present-day Japan in, like, 2017. And it's... Well, the interesting thing is, is they have Godzilla kind of growing up throughout that movie. So the first time you encounter Godzilla, he's like this big old tadpole worm thing with like two floppy legs. Um, which is goofy, but also gives, gives space in this plot for there not to have to be immediate action. And that's a big part of how Godzilla can work, is you need to have... You need to have it be a thing, and oftentimes, like in Godzilla Minus One, they have Godzilla, like, leave for a while and come the fuck back. Like, I'm back. Better than ever. Laser blast from the mouse kind of thing. But what that does functionally for the film is it gives you the space to be with the main ca- with the cast of characters who they bring up through these movies. And, um... In that in that film in in Godzilla in Shin Godzilla, what that also does is it gives space for like the comedy of errors that is the Japanese government in the midst of this. It's like because what they show in that film is a great scene. Is they show them like all sitting down for a meeting, and then instead of just starting the next meeting, they all get up and like move to a different boardroom. <laughs> To have a totally different meeting. And it's like this... It's this examination of how fucked up bureaucracy can get. And the end of that film is basically, fuck the bureaucracy, we're gonna lay the party until this thing is dead. <laughs> which is... which is just, It's so much. It's so much. It tells you so much about how that director feels about the government. <laughs> Which is wild, because Hidekiano, and he's so quiet and so reserved, but he clearly has opinions on bureaucracy and nonsense, and it's great. But the other, the other really interesting thing is that throughout Godzilla's history, it's always had a precedent for 
just that, for having an opinion about whatever is like a hot button at the time. And right now, and this is true of um, of a couple things going back in time in anime as well. Most, um, most, the one that stands out to me the most is Terror Resonance. Is much like there is in my home country, America, there's a pretty staunch and empowered right-wing political thing in Japan. And they have some real opinions about the military, immigration, you know, gender roles, the, the same things we have opinions about, except that, like, it's clearly swung a different way. Um, and uh, to the point where I know that my friend Kie, hi Kie, I'll see you on the 5th, um, <laughs> on the 5th of, um, January, not December, but I'll see you on the 5th, Kie, um, said to me, like, at some point when she was still in America, she's like, I am very happy I'm here because there's a, there's very much a tract for Japanese women to be on if they want anything close to a career in that country. And so, and it's, it's a total cultural difference. It's very, it's, it looks odd to us, but it's just the way it is to a lot of Japanese people. But oftentimes, sometimes you can go a little bit too, like that alt-rightness can go bit, can go really far and push against things that are cultural norms, like the fact that Japan does not have, does not technically have a standing army. They have the Japan Self-Defense Force, which is basically the same thing, but it's named different and it works different. And that's because of, you know, America and World War II and all that stuff. But a thing that's, like, true about... The thing that's true about a lot in a lot of countries, including uh, America, is that if nobody, like, stands up and says something is bad, you're leaving space for people to make up their own minds. Even on things like, you know, slavery or the Nazis or all kinds of things. And I've talked, I've told this story before, but my friend, and I'm actually going to name him now because I play tabletop games with him every day, every, basically every Friday. Um, my friend Anton once was like, hey, Alex, which was Japan and the Nazis? And I was like, well, they never... They never had a. They never had like the the moment that Germany very much still has, which is, we need to establish that this was bad, <laughs> like we need to establish baseline that this was an evil in the world that we were part of and should be seen as fucked up and it should not be a thing that we allow to like exist, <laughs> and so like you look at um things like um I think the best example in my brain is a. Um, it's a manga and anime called, um, I think it's called, like, Diary of a Wallflower or something. Actually, that's a different thing. But it's actually it's called Wallflower. And there's, a, like, meant to be a gag scene where she's, like, a, with, like, the main character of uh, this, like, shy but, like, very dark 
teenage girl is like dressed up as a dominatrix and she's just wearing a Nazi uniform. And it's just, I, it's meant to be a gag, but like you seeing that, it's like, as a person who knows the context, it's just really uncomfy. Um, there's also a Nazi character in JoJo's who's like a straight up good dude. He was like a good guy. And that kind of stuff, it like is a different, it's coming from a different place than like the American vernacular, which is you, you want to make a bad guy, put him in Nazi garb, like just straight up. Like you, the, the cumulative history of that closing will do the work for you. Trust me. But my point here is, is that there's like the narratives in every culture that are that are not true or misunderstood or we all believe to be or certain sections of people believe to be right when they're not. Or, and, so, uh, and also, that certain sections of people believe to be wrong when they're not. And there is a... There is a... Really, really hard right faction in Japan that wants to create a standing army, essentially. They want to expand the self-defense force, the Japanese self-defense force, to essentially be like the American military. If you're ever like... What the fuck are you talking about? Go watch a little show, and I talk about it on this thing, called Gate. Because Gate is a JSDF fucking infomercial. <laughs> it is. Wow, look at the JSDF. Isn't it so great? Wouldn't it be great if we gave them so much more money? Sign up for the JSDF. It's essentially a recruitment tool in disguise. Disguised as anime for the JSDF. It's Wild. I, I, it's kind of like G.I. Joe. <laughs> but like, if G.I. Joe was better and less, and somehow less insane, but also more insane. It's, it's, it's fucking, it's so wild. I'm not saying it's a bad show. I kind of like that show. But like, sing, sing's unhinged on some level. And the reason why I brought up Terror and Resonance earlier is because Terror Resonance is like, it's an answer to things like Gate or, think, or, or the right wing of that culture in saying like, oh, you want to produce, like, you want to produce, you want the shortest, you want the shortest distance to produce nightmares? Then, you know. Ramp up the military industrial complex in this country, and it'll create, it'll just create untold human suffering and fucking crimes against humanity. And you, by the end of Terra Resonance, you realize that basically the main antagonists of that show are kind of the government and military's fault. <laughs> like, they're the ones who created the monster that goes bump in the night in that show. But, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because the Godzilla-ness of this all, of, of Godzilla minus one, but what this movie is really talking about through Godzilla is it's talking about World War II and Japan's place in it 
and the and the private citizens feelings at the end of that war because and this is really hard for people to understand especially in America but like to be on the losing end of a conflict that goddamn big that like to be on the losing end of a war is devastating like I can't imagine what it's like to be in Russia right now where that country is so it's squeezed so tight that like McDonald's pulled out of it because of all the sanctions that were placed on Russia and so and so many things are now not available in Russia that it's like it's like living in a different country than it was before Putin decided that he wanted that he wanted an extra they want an extra place for they want an extra tax base basically but the the thing with Japan is it was all like parts of Japan were leveled by not even the atomic bomb but by you know firebombing and by all this other stuff and by just like America being like you turned up on our front lawn we're going to have to do it to you. Which, to be clear, they super didn't. Like, they, like the, the extent to which America did it to them is, like, unconscionable. It is horrifying. But the extent to which Japan kind of didn't correct in some ways 